Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer. Time for another Milwaukee Sports Time out at 55 past the hour on a pick-and-save football Friday. And uh, it could be an embarrassing Sunday night for the Green Bay Packers. We turn our attention, of course, to Green Bay. And let's talk with our guy Pete Doherty from the Green Bay Press-Gazette, sponsored by Autos Wine & Spirits, where there's seven employee-owned locations serving Milwaukee, autoswineandspirits.com. How much faith do you have in this Green Bay Packers team and Aaron Rodgers in keeping this game close Sunday night against Buffalo? Well, I guess faith will have nothing to do with it, huh? I, you know, weird things happen in this league, and I remember I, I haven't looked it up yet, but there was when Mike Sherman was coach, they were just they were having a tough time. They were wiped out in the secondary. They brought brought in Bryant Westbrook off the street. Oh yeah, I remember the that. guy start the guy started for him. Yep. They go to New England. They brought him in on Tuesday. He's starting Sunday. They go to New England. It was when the Patriots were going great guns, and they beat them. And so weird things can happen in this league. And, you know, you, it looks like, what, Buffalo's coming off its bye. Packers have lost three st- straight and looked really bad. I mean, this looks like a classic, well, they're just going to get killed. And, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe Rodgers will end up being right, and this was a good thing to have happen to them, and they'll play the game of their season and – and begin a turnaround, but um, you know, I, I mean, there's a ten and a half or whatever point underdog at this point for a reason. What about uh, all of these rumors about you know the Packers and what they may do at the trade deadline? I've seen uh, one report about wide receivers on rookie deals is what they're looking for. I saw AJ Green being thrown out there, the old man. I saw uh, maybe they're looking at tight ends now, uh, uh, Legaseki up from the Dolphins. Uh, what do you make of this? What do you think Betts fits? What the Packers need right now? If 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 it's me, I'm looking and I'm looking hard, but I want to bring in a youngish guy who's got at least a year on his contract after this year. So even if things you know go down the drain this year, he still could help you next season. Um, but I would be looking. I mean, look, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I think it's 2016. That run, when they, the run the table run, basically started when Jared Cook came back from a really bad ankle injury. He missed quite a while with that. He was actually back for the Washington game. They lost that, and but then they won the sixth straight. And he's not a great player, but he he made a difference because you know he just brought something they didn't have a tight end to stretch the seam. And so maybe a good receiver, not a great one, but a good one, could make a difference in a different way in an offense that's got Aaron Jones. Maybe he could make a difference. Maybe not, but I would want to make sure that the guy could help you next year, too, if I were to make a trade, if I were the Packers. The other thing to me that confuses me on this, this tight end route, 
uh, is, are they doing the, if this is true, are they doing it to kind of essentially play more double tight end like Chamura and, and Jackson back in the day and focus more on the running game since they're not all that deep at wide receiver as far as the guys that can give them quality snaps on the football field right now? Because if that's the case, you got DeGuara sitting over there already that should give you an athletic tight end to go with Robert Tunney if that's the route that they're choosing to go going forward. Sure, I think that would be the thinking that they'd do a lot more too tight end if they got a guy who was a pretty good receiver. Because in this league, receiver a good re- receiving tight end is worth his weight in gold. The one thing I'd say with Deguara is he's just—I don't think he's that guy. He's a niche player, and he's kind of a fullback tight end hybrid. He's not real tall for—he's short for tight end. I think he's you know not much over six two, and he's not real dynamic for you know he's not a field you know a, a seam stretcher. So they, you can argue they're underusing him, but he's not the kind of guy that we're talking about as far as a, a receiving tight end. He's not that guy either. So um, I could sure it could just as easily be a, a good receiving tight end as a as a receiver. I don't know that part matters so much. It's just a, a guy who's a who's a pretty good player who's made his share of plays in the league and has some talent. And is young enough where he can, you know, help you out next year too. Matt Lafleur calls David Bakhtiari's situation a fluid situation, which is kind of funny considering the fluid buildup in his knee. Uh, but having said all of that, uh, where do the Packers go with with David Bakhtiari? Big contract, you know. If they release him after this year, they can save five or six million or whatever the case may be. I'm on the bandwagon of I think him and Rodgers walk off into the sunset together after next season and both walk uh, away from the game. Uh, hand in hand, I guess you could say, walking off into the sunset. I just don't know how long, if you're the Packers, you can invest in somebody that week to week you have no idea if he's going to be available. Yeah, this is really, uh, you know, that's a huge red flag that he wasn't able to play last week. And I I was thinking there was already a pretty good chance he was going to get cut in the offseason anyway. And I think those chances go way up. I mean, maybe they could work out a pay cut with him, but even then, if it's if it's you know literally week to week, you're not sure if he's going to be able to line up that week. You know it's pretty tough to to make your plans. You know going forward with a guy like that. So I would I would think unless you know something really turns around and his knee is all of a sudden feeling great, which there's no reason to think that that's what's going to happen. I would think the chances are you know pretty decent that uh, they end up parting ways in the off season. Why do you think AJ Dillon's role hasn't been as big as expected within this offense? You know, he's out there a lot, and they, they're doing, you know, a fair amount of the two-back stuff. I think one thing we've seen this season, at least it's jumped out to me, is that, is, you know, Dylan's a good player. I'm not saying he's not, but Aaron Jones is, you know, the, the better player of the two and the more dynamic and the one they've got to get the ball in his hands more. I think he's he's played a lot. I think what happened last week was, and it's happened a couple times this year, they've just been so bad that they haven't gotten enough first downs to get enough plays where – everybody's getting touches what they have. I think it was only like 40 some, maybe 46 plays last week. I mean, the norm is, you know, 65 to 70. So that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of touches that nobody's getting because they're not getting first downs. Um, But I, you know, I would think part of it is they just got to make sure, you know, when they're making these decisions, they got to make sure Jones gets touches and they would hope, you know, Dylan does too. And they got to, you know, Jones isn't a 25 touch a guy game guy, or he's going to get hurt. But um, you know, Jones has to be the priority there, at least in my mind. 
You know, the other thing, too, uh, obviously we're all talking about the Aaron Rodgers comments on McAfee, and that was obviously uh, the theme here in the last couple of days uh, in the Packers locker room and at these press conferences about him talking about mental mistakes by different players. I had Dusty Evely on. We went over film, and he was talking about offensive line having their issues the last couple of weeks with that type of stuff, uh, and then he was pointing out a couple of plays at wide receiver. Now Sammy Watkins comes out. And I saw a clip from him, and he's talking about essentially making an adjustment based off something he saw. He went and did one thing, assuming Rodgers was going to do one thing, and Rodgers didn't, um, and that caused a mistake at that point. And this, again, goes back to chemistry. You know, we talk about, oh, let's trade for this guy at the trade deadline. Well, my God, Sammy Watkins has been in the league 100 years and he's still struggling to get on the same page. And now you're going to go bring in a wide receiver, whoever it is. That's still going to be a, a growing pain process, I would have to imagine, the remainder of the year. Yeah, that's a that's a legit point, Sparky. It definitely is. And these things do take time. And I think anybody who was paying attention following the team knew there were going to be struggles the first half of the season. I'm not sure I thought it would be quite as bad as it's been. And I thought by this time, it might not be great, but at least the arrow would be pointing up and things are, you know, getting no better and maybe getting worse. They may have been worse the last few weeks. Uh, but that's a really good point. And bringing in a receiver, it would be, it would take a while. Now, the one thing is it's early enough still, you know, what is this game? This is the eighth game. So you're talking, you know, nine more regular season games. By January, you know, that, that chemistry should be improved just like, the chemistry with these guys now should be improved. The problem with like Watkins is he's missed so much time. He missed time in camp. He's missed time during the season because he's hurt. Same with Watson. That's, that's killing him. That Watson is missing all this, all this work and he missed all the work at training camp. I mean, that's just killing the chemistry with Rogers because that is important with, um, you know, with a quarterback and receivers and yeah, these things, you're right. They just take time. And that's been one of, one of the problems, you know, if you looked at that play, if they're on the same page and if Rodgers sees it, that's a touchdown. Yeah, no doubt. There's some reports out uh, from Dan Graziano, I believe it was, from ESPN, saying that there's some rumblings that if the Broncos lose this week to Jacksonville, Nathaniel Hackett may be out in Denver, which would be complete stupidity, I think, in Denver if, if that's what that new ownership group decides to do. But I, I will tell you this, quickly as possible, I would be on the phone bringing him in as a consultant, make up a position, and let him get back in that room and help with game planning and help get this thing back uh, going in the right direction again. I just I think that's something that they should consider if Hackett ends up losing his job at this point. I would seriously consider it too. If like it, a lot would depend on just what Lafleur's relationship is with Hackett, and if it's as good as it appeared to be. Um, look, and what I'm just what I'm going to say here is it's just pure speculation. But you know, when you with the people who study partnerships and and teamwork and all that, when there's like you know two partners working on something, you know, I think I, the, the example I read was Lennon and McCartney. You know, a lot is gained by just those people sitting in the same room and talking and brainstorming. And something might not really be one person's idea; the other is the the conversation brings out something that otherwise that person wouldn't have thought of. So even though, you know, maybe LaFleur thinks of something, it might be his conversation with Hackett that spurs it. And maybe LaFleur is really missing the brainstorming sessions that those two had as much as anything. I don't know that that's the issue. I'm just, I'm purely guessing here, but I think it's a real possibility that if they had good chemistry, that there's, 
you know, he just misses. They're they're missing out on something when those two aren't sitting in the same room talking about what they should do against a given opponent. And we know Rodgers loves him, so he's not going to have a problem with this. He sung his praises. He tried to get him a job in Atlanta. So, I mean, we know he loves Hackett regardless of how things may be going sideways uh, in Denver at this point. One last question. As we stand right now, going into Week 8, do you think this ends up still being a playoff team? Oh, man, Sparky, that is the question. And, oh, man, I just... I don't know. This feels, I've been trying to think of 2016 and what I was thinking back then. And I went back and read a couple of columns and, you know, when they beat Philly, it was like, well, they saved their season because that, that moved them to five and six and into that four game winning streak. This season feels different than that season, than what I remember from that season. Things, they seem like they're in a tougher spot now, but they, there is more time left too. Um, I mean, if you just absolutely positively made me bet I think I'd still bet that they could get in the playoffs, but the bar's a little lower because you know, the NFC is not very good and there's seven teams. So if I just absolutely had to make a bet, I would guess I would still bet on them uh, at least getting into the playoffs. But whether they're an actual threat to you know, do anything and, and be playing in late January and early February, that's a different question. All right, uh, thank you so much for coming on, Pete Doherty. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter, of course, at the Green Bay Press-Gazette as well. Prediction time, Packers, Buffalo, what do you got? Oh, you know, like we were just talking off the bat, I mean, it, I wouldn't be stunned if they went in there and won, but I certainly wouldn't bet on it or predict it. So, you know, I, I haven't actually made my pick for the paper yet, but I'm sure it's going to be Buffalo by about uh, 10 points, some, somewhere in there. Really, 10. I said 20 on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio last night, so you're giving up more hope than I do at this point. Pete, thanks so much for coming on, my friend. We'll talk to you down the line. All right, sounds good, Sparky. Thanks for having me. You bet you. Take care. Follow him on Twitter at Pete Doherty, and again, part of uh, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Well, they're all one big happy family, and he joins us here on a green and – not a green and gold Monday. He joins us here on a football Friday – and every time we have somebody on Talking Green Bay Football on a Football Friday, it's sponsored by Otto's Wine and Spirits with their seven employee-owned locations. Serving Milwaukee, ottoswineandspirits.com. Don't forget, check out the latest episode of Curd and Long with Ryan Horvath and myself, available on Apple, Spotify, and of course, your Odyssey apps. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.